0: I'm I'm still a little flabbergasted to be honest. I'm still a little flabbergasted. Also, Josh, you ain't loyal, bro. You wearing the Miami Dolphins shirt after after what just happened? Look, so here's my thing. Nah, here's my thing. Nah, bro, if you don't rock with the Lions <laughs> no more. Again, now nah, nah, me and Dan Campbell finna be playing Love You Better Together. You telling me you falling out of love with me. We gonna no, be a year old. You together. are too big to be singing that song, man. Hey, too big. <laughs> hey Chris, hey, Chris, watch yourself.
1: Watch yourself,
0: brother, watch yourself, brother. Watch yourself, cause too hey, old. <laughs> team, 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 Hey, 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 I'm chilling, team. I'm chilling, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. But you know, but you know but you know, but you know, it. but you know, hey, listen, but you know, but you, but you know, but you know that the Lions, you know, the Lions, we, it's, it's, I tried to tell everybody at the beginning of the season and, 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 and again, Everybody said, Oh, Ken, you're so cynical. We watch hard knocks, and you know, this team's gonna be good. Wait, come on, man. All us Lions fans knew when they drafted Jameson Williams, we was like, Oh, he's not gonna play for how long in the season? Yeah, this team probably cooked. This team probably <laughs> could. You spent the first round draft pick on a player that's not gonna play until at earliest week, what, 10, 11? Yeah, this, this this season probably cooked, and they probably accepted that. And You know what I mean? A, and they traded TJ good...
2: Hawkinson today, so.
0: Hey, listen. There hey, listen. Tank. Hey, listen, man. Hey, listen. Honestly, honestly, TJ Hawkinson, while he was from Tidy and you, while he did some good things, I'm not going to lie. He was a little bit overrated this year, bro. Like, he, he really didn't do too much to make me say, like, hey, we need to keep him. He's a cornerstone of this team going forward. And they're going to have to pay, bro, too, so. You know, you ain't like I'm fan, bro. N- absolutely not. No, 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 no. Tight end is a position where you can hit randomly on somebody in the middle of the draft, and like you'll be hype. Right. Like, and there's a lot of good tight ends in the league that's not getting no burn. Like Brevin Jordan with the Texans. I think all he need is the right opportunity, and he gonna be the next Darren Waller for real. But you know, that's another story for another mm-hmm. time. Fellas, let's 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 talk about today's show, okay? Because we we got a lot going on, man. This it's the greatest month in sports. We we're rolling into November where you got NFL roller, you got college football roller, you got NBA roller, you got the World Series roller, you got college football roller, college basketball on the way right behind it. We got some of everything and we're gonna get into a little bit of everything today. This NFL trade deadline was like the NBA trade deadline last year. Steve Nash is on the unemployment line. Don't worry, Steve, I got you with the plug on the wit cards and no food stamps. And you know what? Never mind. we ain't gonna get it that. We ain't gonna get it out. But Ema Udoka got a new job, and, and you know, in the words of that uh, old rock band, "Don't give him no lines and keep your hands to yourself." M.A. we're gonna be all right. We're gonna be all right in Brooklyn. Just keep your hands to yourself, big dog. We got a lot to talk about today, man. The World Series is going to, and uh, we got to talk Game Three after what was an epic collapse in Game One and the domination in Game Two. That's all a that good show to y'all.
1: Sound good to me. Great show. Great show.
0: All righty. Well, let's get into it. What's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the Facts Over Axe crew. We got the master, the mixing master, Josh Guyton, in the building. That is I. We got the money man, the man of the plan, Chris Allen, in the building. Right here, right here. And then you got the little old MC. That's me, Ken Gibbs. Now, fellas, before we get into the show, we always do a would you rather. And this week's would you rather is would you rather lose the ability to lie or believe everything that you hear? Go. So,
1: here's my thing if I believe everything that somebody tells me could I by another way find out that it's a lie or I just take it as the truth for like forever
0: Um, you take it as the truth until somebody tells you something to contradict it
1: I have to lose my ability to lie then because I was thinking like an ignorance is bliss kind of thing like I feel like I'd be extremely happy if I just like if, if I just thought everything was the truth, I wouldn't be stressed out about is, is this that or is this that. But if somebody could tell me something to contradict and my brain immediately flips, I feel like that's a lot of strain on your mental health. As opposed to, you know, I'm, I don't think I'm a super dishonest person to begin with. So I don't really think it'd be a, a big deal for me to just tell the truth all the time. Yeah, I just had to I to have a couple of comfortable conversations that I that I would rather avoid a lot of times. But
0: I was just about to say, you say that now to your old lady asking, does this does this dress make me look big? To mom is asking, Hey, how much are you actually <laughs> making on that job? <laughs> and now you giving her the exact details I make this much this is how much my bonuses are this is how much my RSUs are like you breaking it down in the whole thing with it you know what I mean that's a little sickening if you ask me but I digress Chris which one would you rather have man lose the ability to lie or believe everything you hear
2: I'd rather lose the ability to lie at least when I if I lost the ability to lie it'll protect me and protect those around me but I is omitting. Are we counting omitting as like lie, you know?
0: Yes. It's still okay. a lie. <laughs> okay. okay,
2: okay, okay. All right. So yeah, losing the ability a lie. And then it just forces you to you um to basically just say everything that you deem is true,
0: or everything you can prove that's true. So I I'm 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 not gonna lie, man. I'm I'm I guess we we gonna be a straight shot across the board because I also would gladly lose the ability to lie over believing everything I'm told. Only because people tell some outlandish lies, man. Like, if if this if people in the world were a little bit better, like, if the lies people told weren't so like, <laughs> right. out there, I'd be cool, but it's just, it's too much. Like, it's too... The, the fact that people are still saying in the year of our Lord and Savior 2022, I ain't never seen the slave ship. We was already here. Bro, what? <laughs> <laughs> what did you... <laughs> Why, what in your mind tells you, like, oh, yeah, like, you know, hundreds of years of history, like, legitimate centuries of empirical evidence all fabricated to keep up one lot propagated against one group of people in one country? What is wrong with y'all? Like, I can't. You know, now nah, next thing you know, the the whole types of Hebrew Israelites that recruited me, and, and now I'm I'm sitting up here spouting off craziness to more people. It, it's just not worth it. You know what I mean? It's not worth it. You finna have one of them hats on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Chris Man is wearing a hat, but we ain't gonna talk about that right now. We ain't gonna talk about that on the show. We ain't gonna talk.
1: About that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> talk, what you talking about? <laughs>
0: for for those for those of you who are listening and cannot see right now <laughs> John, John- Josh just put Guy just pulled out the kufi Uh we were also you know what's crazy? The hat can refer to so many things because it can refer to the kufi it can refer to the uh the the kente cloth kufi like Josh is wearing. It can refer to the kufi that like the fresh out of prison Muslims wear, or it can refer to the red hat that the Moors be wearing, like the little the little red hat. Yeah, it, it refers to so many things. But we all know when you say you finna start wearing that hat, we all know what it means. We literally That's right, brother. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it means. <laughs> no, facts over hey, facts man. Getting Ziffmar. Hey, <laughs> hey, man. Hey. Hey. Facts now, over we guys.
1: Need to talk Zifmarked. about the young brother, Carrie Please, Please. <laughs> please.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. And hey, you know what? And hey, you know what? You know what, Dr. Ziffmar? We're going to give you your wish. Tell me this. Because we got you on the show. We got a special appearance from Ziff Mar. so we got to ask you. Did Steve Nash quit because 3rd Eye I-Kai was too much with all his knowledge and wisdom of self? Talk to me, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, bro. Hold on, bro. Got, got, got to get it out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Now, now, first of all, my brother. All of mm-hmm. this starts back in two thousand five, two thousand six. My brother. Okay, talk to me. Talk because to me. For going starters, on. the white man robbed the black man out of two MVPs, bro. Steve Nash deep got two of them things. He got two. Steve. He got two <laughs> of them. Now they think that MVP means most valuable player, but we know that man was not the most valuable player to his team or to the NBA. Hmm. So, it so, really means, break it down, David Stern was in charge, and he wanted to make sure that the league was represented by a mayonnaise valed...
0: <laughs> 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 he, oh, he got,
1: a mayonnaise vindicated person, my brother. Mm, a oh, mayonnaise yeah. vindicated person. <laughs> to make sure that the league is on the narrow. I mean, it's I will say this. Narrow, brother. I will say this.
0: Jerry West has been the logo for some time. I mean, uh-huh, been- that's right. There's and the logo is players. white still. There, they never changed the been, color of the logo. There has been more impactful
1: players. You know what I mean? So, so Dr. I mean, just, a, my, just just break it down. Jerry West, Jerry gerrymandering. My brother, do you oh, my find Lord. a coincidence hey, right? sure, <laughs> hey,
0: listen. Hey, listen. Facts over Acts encourages you to vote. I voted early today. You know what I mean? You got to get out there, exercise your rights while you still got them. You know what I mean? Exercise that right. So, so tell me this, what is the reason for Steve Nash and the Nets parting ways? Tell me, talk to me, brother. Talk to me.
1: All right, brother. Now, what you really want to know is that these two young black brothers that are in charge of the, the, the locker room and Kyrie Irving and Kevin mm-hmm. Durant, they've been having a hard time getting wins. They've been having a hard time living up to their potential, brother. Right. Right, Hard so I think what's there. really going there on is they want to get a brother that looked like them, that think like them, that played on the same court as them, in order to mm. get them on a straight and narrow. Mm. Mm. Steve well, Nash know. is like a substitute teacher in there. You ever seen a substitute teacher inside of an inner city school? Did you, and your brother, go to Detroit Public School? I'm gonna tell you.
0: I'm gonna tell you. Hillary Swank in Freedom Ride is just about the only the only good one. I get it. She get a pass. All the rest. Now, now all tell all. me
1: what you gonna do if it's time for Algebra Two when you walk in that classroom, you see Steve Nash, brother.
0: Oh, we acting up. We acting up. We ain't learning no algebra that day. Ex- exactly. A squared plus B squared don't equal nothing today. It equal whatever I wanted to equal. Exactly. That's what's
1: going on? Now you could say, Amy, you dork has been acting up too," but you gotta think that it is a man's destiny. No, <laughs> I'm gonna stop it there. <laughs> hey,
0: Chris. Hey, Chris. Talk to me. Talk to me, man. This this situation with Steve Nash and the Nets part ways. What is the reason? And, and and let me let me ask you this: Who do you think is more at fault into blame in this situation, in in terms of what happened with Steve Nash and the Nets?
2: All right, now that we got Guyton back, I just want to point out before I get into this: Guyton's Eastern Conference was Bucks, Celtics, Cleveland, Brooklyn, Philly. That was that was Guyton's Eastern Conference. Now it's still early. It's still early. But Gibbs, man, you didn't even consider Brooklyn in the playing this year. I mean, I, I don't think they should've been concerned. Yeah, 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 me neither, me neither, me neither. But i just point out some, just, just cause you know, I love to, you know, I love to just, when I didn't wrong, I just love to bring up the data. In fact, just mm-hmm. like y'all do for me when I'm wrong. I mean, it's- The Giants earth, was terrible I was, this year. I was
1: right with my Cleveland pick.
2: Hey, listen, if the Giants was bad this year, y'all would've been like, yeah, Christian was on that, you know what? But anyway, um, so the whole situation is like this. Steve Nash, you came into this situation right with James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. I don't think there's ever been assembled a better skilled three players three players in history. Like yeah, Curry, Clay, and Kd, but Clay isn't as skilled as James Harden in that. Kyrie is probably as skilled a little bit, a little bit as skilled. As Curry and Kd is the same player. Both way places. Yeah. So, if you put that in consideration, Steve Nash, what's up, bro? What's up? Nobody in you, a first-time head coach has ever been gifted three of the most skilled players in the history of basketball. When you find that coach, let me know. Only other coach that may have been close, he wasn't a first-time head coach, but Rivers when he got the Celtics. That was a gift made from heaven for Doc Rivers. But he also had plenty of culture experience before he did that. And he is a brother, just to point that out, he is a brother. But nobody has had their cards dealt that way in their favor that early in their career. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. So, so so I challenge this,
0: challenge this. Can we please make sure people have the qualifications? Mm. Mm. So what you're saying is it, it, the, the qualifications weren't met, but somehow he still got the job anyway. Yes. I might yes. need Ziffmar to come back. I might need him back. I might. But you like, know what? We ain't going to Like, gonna like do those it. two MVPs. We ain't going to do it. I'm going to tell you this. I think that this is 100% on the Nets. I think this is 100% on the Nets. Indeed. This was as poorly managed of a situation as possible for things that were out of uh, Steve Nash's control. Now, don't get me wrong. Steve Nash was a mid, sure. Steve Nash was not good, absolutely. The roster that they gave was absolute trash. Why would you trade for Ben Simmons after what we saw out of him last time? After what we saw out of him last time, we saw him on the NBA court. Again, I'm not even, people for all, for as maligned as Russell Westbrook has been. For all the things that you say about Russell Westbrook, and trust me, I'm one of the biggest critics of Russell Westbrook. I ain't never sat here and said, "Hey, he animal, he a monster." You know.
1: So, so, in defense, really, just really quickly, in defense, we saw that Ben Simmons was Dookie, right? Right. We saw that Ben Simmons. Well, was dookie. I
0: wouldn't say he was Dookie, but he 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 hasn't played in a year. So but I'm however, you, if he, you if won't, he but say, I will.
1: You won't, but I will. I I knew I knew <laughs> after that series... If that you look at his size and his skill set, it's no way that you looked at that and thought like, yo, he going to come out of this situation worse. I didn't think, yo, I've seen Ben Simmons airball multiple layups this season and the Brooklyn Nets have played six games. You didn't expect that. You didn't expect this man to be averaging four points. No, I
2: expect him to be rusty, but not this bad. Like literally Kyrie yelling shoot at you is
0: like he's unplayable. So 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 let me tell y'all exactly why I knew this was going to happen. Ben Simmons went from Philly to in the playoffs when he struggled in against the Hawks. Everybody said, Well, the moment got too big for him. He went from Philly to not only. The biggest, I believe New York is the biggest market in America, correct? Or are they second biggest? I know it's them in LA one and two. Either way. No, the not, Knicks are the number one. No, I'm saying just in terms of city, but which oh. which one got the number one market? New York or LA? One of the, I know it's one New of York, those. Two. New York, New York, New York, New okay. York, that's what I'm saying. So, the Knicks are number so, one. So. so he went from Philly to the number one market in America, first of all. Second of all, not only number one market in America, New York got to be one of the top five or ten markets in the world. In yeah. the entire universe as far as we know. That all the places that have basketball as we understand it, he went to one of the biggest ones where all the cameras are on you all the time. Man, but listen. Man, listen. Hey, and what, what did Kanye West say? The lights flash so much that I got to do the yayo dance. That's what the the lights in New York are doing to Ben Simmons right now. And let's talk about what he did last time we saw him on the court before this year. It was against the Hawks, correct? Indeed. Okay. Let me read y'all his fourth quarter uh, scoring stats or shooting stats in those fourth quarters against the Hawks. They went to seven games, two of two in game one, zero of zero in game two, one of one in game three, games four through seven, zero of zero. It's not again for everything that we say about Russ. You know what you got to give Russ credit for? You could say he self checked You could say, well, if you playing him, you could put a center on him and have him wait in the paint. Sure, but you know what Russ still gonna do? That he center got to be up on his toes. That he center got to say, "All right, man, I'm checking Russ. He gonna come at me. He gonna hit some type of. He gonna hit some type of euro. He gonna hit some type of hop step in the lane. He gonna hit some type. But you know that he's coming with the intent that you have to at least acknowledge him on the court. If you watch how teams are treating Ben Simmons this year, it's like they're not even acknowledging his presence. Not only are they playing five, 10 feet off, they're also just whoever's defending him is actively looking around at the other players on the court. Yeah, And you're a super max guy. The Nets. I mean, I saw I saw
1: Kyrie drop a dime off to that man under the rim. Giannis was right there. And Giannis ran up the floor on a layup and being missed the layup. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, again, I I am not. This is not in defense of
0: Steve Nash. I'm not saying Steve Nash is a hell of a coach, and and the Nets made the wrong decision, and and he's the guy, and he's gonna get them to the promised land. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is the Nets are managed so poorly, they're managed so poorly that this to me, it, I I don't understand how you can look at again the original two with Kyrie and KD and say, we need, we need James Harden. How do you do that? How do you do that? You have two ball dominant super scores and you say, let's go get a third. Let's go give up our depth. Let's go give up our defense. Let's go give up our young guys. Let's go give up our future to get a third. How do you do that? How do you do that? That's not all. That's not on Steve Nash. Because What can Steve Nash do to get them a rim protector? What can he do? What? What, what was he supposed to do? So to me, this was a failure all around. Nobody was good here. There are no heroes in this story, but there are some supervillains. There are some Lex Luthors standing there saying, ah, I finally got you, Superman. And that that is Sean Marks and company because they. <laughs> this was terrible. This was God awful from start to finish. And again, whether Steve Nash was there or not, it don't matter who the coach was. This was not going to work out. Just point blank, period.
1: Uh I'm I mean if you look at the the trend of big threes, nobody nobody expected to be this bad. They were looking for some defense and some playmaking. And if Man, you think of Kyrie and Katie playing buck. off ball, that's not a bad idea.
2: I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. Even if he missed shots, if he just shot the ball, he would be more effective. Even if you miss shots. Even if you just attempt shot, he got Look at Anthony Davis right now. He has career-low three percent of shooting, but he's going to keep shooting it. So you know what you got to do? You got to go out there and at least attempt to guard him out there.
1: My, you my don't baby, even have to stand near Ben Simmons. My that's, and that's is, what I'm saying. That's what like, I'm saying. His job is that he's a professional basketball player. I don't see Ben Simmons, like, doing extracurricular activities. He don't have a mixtape out. I ain't seen Ben Simmons in a movie. Like, what else could he be doing besides practicing his jump shot? He's he, not well, he He's a car guy. He's a car guy. So he, he probably because you know. Drive he, to the gym and shoot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, he, he probably just on the track, you know what I mean? Going duff. That's that's probably what he's doing. He, but at, at the end of the day, again, I when I when I saw this man, I'm not upset at him. Again, every star is not a star in the same way. Some people start in their role, right? People ask all the time. Should Ben Wallace actually be in the Hall of Fame? Yes, Ben Wallace starred in his role like we have only seen one other time before him, and that was Dennis Rodman. We had never seen anybody star in the role of "I am a rim protector. I am undersized. I can defend five, fours, threes, maybe even the two of you kind of slow." And like you, we've never seen a guy do what he did. He starred in his role. If I'm looking at Ben Simmons and saying, "What's your problem?" His role on that 76ers team was to be the one B or the, the second in command to Joel Embiid's number one. If you're a second in command and you take three shots in the fourth quarter of a seven game series. And it's not even like he went zero for three. He made every shot he took.
1: Correction for anybody. I didn't follow that. He didn't go three for three in the seventh game of the series. He went three for three if you combined every fourth quarter for seven games. Yes, every
0: single fourth quarter for seven games. So, again, it's not like he was terribly inefficient and he was missing everything and he couldn't hit the side of the – he couldn't hit uh, a Walmart – for the side of a Walmart from the parking lot. It's just that he didn't. He just chose not to shoot. And we all saw the Matisse Taiba moment where he was going up and had Trey Young. under. Nobody on this show, nobody who has on headphones is talking right now is shorter than Trey Young. Like, very seriously. there It is very rare where we can talk about basketball and all of us are taller than whoever we're talking about. And this is one of those moments. None of us are, are, are shorter than him. And he said, I need to dish. <laughs> I need the dish here. Again, I knew that man was broken. From that moment forward, I said, oh, he's done. And Paul po- 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 Matisse-Thibault, he didn't even know he was getting the ball, man. He was trying to like, I, I got to go up. Somebody got to go up. So <laughs> po- so let me ask you this. So so let me ask you this. Now, one thing that I will give Ziffmark credit for is he was very right about the whole uh, Steve Nash is more of a a, a substitute teacher. M.A. Udoka is known for a no-nonsense – which is kind of ironic looking back at it, but he's known for a no-nonsense, very he, firm, like very business-like style. He got it so, to relieve stress. <laughs> so <laughs> with, th- with that being said, with that being said, do you think that Ime turns this team around? Talk to me.
1: Um, I, I do because Steve Nash is not a is not a disciplinary coach. Mm-hmm. Steve Nash is not a disciplinary coach. He's really he, Kyrie and KD wanted him there cuz it's kind of like a friend. You know though, you know that person that's supposed to be in authority, but they're just there letting the guys do what they want to. And although he I- may a similar in age, he played in the same era of basketball, he's he's not going to allow that. Um and yeah. we saw that with it's, it's like when your homie year. get promoted. It's like when your homie get promoted. You can't take <laughs> it right. serious as the manager.
0: You're like, hey, bro, <laughs> you need to close out your register. Whoa, to who the register. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <All> right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I exactly.
1: Mean, oh, we saw that last year in Boston. Even when, um, even when you look at look at a player like Al Horford, who was not that far in age from from Udoka, but he was able to. You know he was able to uh, command respect uh, of all of those guys, regardless of their age, regardless of their skill set. And I think that if you want KD and and Kyrie to those two together to play at a high level, you need a coach that's gonna that's gonna command respect.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel you. I feel you, Chris. What you thinking, man? Does he does does he may turn this season around? What you got? I, I ain't gonna lie, bro. This looks very bad for Kevin Durant. Let me tell you
2: why. So Kevin Durant lost to the Warriors, right? Mm-hmm. And then he went and joined the Warriors. Kevin Durant got swept by Celtics, and I'm pretty sure they talked to him about bringing Eme Dogo into the locker room. I'm pretty, I'm 90 sure they talked to Kevin Durant about that. And he said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, definitely do that. Definitely do that. Bro, bro, bro good, bro, good." So let me tell you why this is going to get crazy, all right? So you got a suspended coach going into a circus. Okay. Mm-hmm. So first things first. He's going to be a center of attention because they're going to be talking to him about his suspension the whole first two weeks he's there. Then they're going to ask Kyrie and Kevin Durant, who you know how much they love the media. They just fucking love. I mean, freaking love the media. Right. They just Mm -hmm. freaking love the media. So Kyrie's going to act funny. KD going to act funny. So it's going to start off crazy at first.
0: Start off crazy at first. They're going to be playing YNJ when you walk in. It's the coochie, <laughs> man. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: So. How about so, the droga play? How
1: about the <to> droga play? Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to have Claxton come up with a pick and roll. I'm gonna have Kyrie roll around. He's gonna put it in the hole. <laughs> Man, I don't know. <laughs> so,
2: so it's gonna be wild first month for them. It's gonna be a wild first month for them.
0: Mm. But,
2: but I think this is good. So, what did he do well with the Celtics? Let's talk about it. Defense, an yeah. area that yeah. the Nets lack. And playing when you don't have your starting big man, which the Nets don't really have a really good big man. Claxton, I don't know what happened. We were high on him last year, but he said, oh, y'all thought y'all thought I was going to get a bag? <laughs> nice try, Goofy. <laughs> nice try. Nice try. So not doing it. So so, so basically, basically what's going to happen is they're going to figure out how to play without a big man. Kevin Durant going to probably play the five a lot, just like Tatum played the five a lot, you know? And, mm-hmm. and what's going to happen is the Nets going to start clicking, and then is gonna
0: try to shoot. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. I don't. I don't think that this. I don't think it may turns it around because again, Steve Nash wasn't the problem. There was to me. There were two. This team is rotten to its core. Like this is not like a a quick. You know, snap your fingers and and fix it. This is this is this team is going to need to go through a deep rebuild in order to get better like at the end of the day say what you want about Kyrie Irving off the court right at the end of the day we all know what he is on the court he's electrifying he's a heck of an offensive piece he's a defensive uh he's his defense has picked up this year it's picked up massively this year however majority of the time, he's a net nothing defender, completely average, ain't going to move the needle, ain't terrible, ain't like a, 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 he's not like a a drill cone out there, but he's not, you know, he's not a market smart either. Kevin Durant, same deal. We know who he is. All around very good. The health is the question, but all around very good. Still very athletic, still very skilled, still all all the things. I'm looking at this team and saying beyond those two, what do you have that you can seriously win games with? Joe Harris. We know who he is. It's a Joe Harris in every single uh, lifetime fitness right now around America. Is it He, he going to hit from wherever on the court he want to hit from. But when you need him to check somebody, it's going to get a little spicy. Mm-hmm. Seth Curry, even worse of a defender than Joe Harris. We know what's going on there. We know what's going on. That Celtics team had the the... They had the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The personnel to do the things that E-May wanted to do. You can play Tatum at the five when you got Grant Williams at the four. You can do that. You can do that. Grant Williams is a poor man's Draymond Green with a better jump shot. You can do that. You can rock out with that. Well, who are you going to put at the four when you put KD at the five? You gonna run a lineup with Patty Mills, Seth Curry, and and Kyrie on the court at the same time? Well, I would say you run Kevin Durant five,
2: mm-hmm. then Simmons the four, then you run uh, what's his face off the bench? Um, help me out! 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 Who played a three right now for
0: them? Uh, is it o- off the bench?
2: Yeah, off the bench. Ah, oh. Joe Harris, Joe Harris. That's what I'm thinking of. So, Wait, he's not even there no more. No
1: No, you're thinking of um, Royce O'Neill.
2: Royce O'Neill. That's it. That's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. He went for that jazz. I was thinking jazz, yes Royce really O'Neill at the three. Have n-
1: to interrupt you, Chris. I played Royce O'Neill in the wreck on two K. I mic'd them up. The first two plays, he quit. That's all.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so yeah, you got Royce O'Neill at the three. Yeah, right, so at the three, they got
0: Seth, Patty Mills, or Kyrie at the one and two. That's not that small of a lineup. It's again, it's not about the lineup being small. It's not about size at all. It's about the ability to do the things that need to be done. What what four man things is is Ben Simmons going to be willing to do? Because even this year, I, again, when I when I say I don't I don't know who in the chat said they said that Ben Simmons is unplayable. I'm done. But very seriously, what has he done well this year? What has he done? What what has Ben Simmons done that you look up? Because he's the starting four right now. And what has he done that you look at him and you say, oh man, that's a bad dude right there. That's a that that's a bad boy right there. He's the starting four and he's averaging about six and a half rebounds a game. That's nothing crazy for I mean, if you're a stretch four, I guess that's good. But Ben Simmons ain't stretching nothing but his hamstrings. So I don't I don't understand why that's the number for a guy that your job is to set picks and be a lob threat, I guess. Like, you know, again, I don't think they have the personnel to make this team work, regardless of who the coach is, if Greg Popovich ain't walking through that door. That's it. That mm-hmm. Pop is the only one I think could turn this thing around. Other than him, I don't care if Red Arbott came back from the grave and said, hey, I-, I-, I need to do some coaching.
1: Yeah, I still don't believe in this team. Oh, he had come back from the grave and say, they let y'all play.
0: <laughs> First thing you say, you got a what is your head coach? <laughs> nah, get him out of here. Get him out of here. No, but seriously, I I just don't, don't think this team has the personnel, but it's to be seen because again, we've been wrong before and we'll be wrong again. We've all been wrong on this show cuz somehow even with they lost last game, the Giants are only 2 Two, three games out of first place in the division where the, the leader is undefeated. So, you know, we've all been wrong before. We we all probably going to be wrong sometime in the future here. But fellas, the, the next thing that we got to talk about, because again, we got a, a, a jam-packed day in terms of, of all the things going on with all of the sports news flying around. And when I look at what's going on in terms of the NFL trade deadline, right? We already talked about Christian McCaffrey getting traded, but the Bears were very active. They got rid of Roquan Smith to the Ravens. They got Chase Claypool for a second round pick. The Broncos sent Chubb to Miami uh, for a first and uh, Chase Edmonds and a fourth rounder. The Lions got a second and third round pick for Hawkinson while sending away two fourth round picks. So, or a third and a fourth round pick, I believe. So, fellas, with that being said, tell me which of these trades or tell me which trades were most
1: impactful on on this season and beyond to you. Okay. <clears throat> now, going forward, I know these are two teams. Well, one of these teams are either, it's, it's terrible all the time, and the other team is is either really good or really bad. But I think two teams that are in the same division made moves that are going to be amazing for their future, and that's the Bears and the Lions. Mm. The Lions traded TJ Hawkinson. And you know, I'm I'm from Detroit. Y'all are from Detroit. I'm pretty sure y'all saw immediately the reaction on social media was, What are the Lions doing? The Lions are lying in again. Oh, this is the worst trade I've ever seen. TJ, the best tight end we had in two decades. I mean, is that saying much? Is that TJ right? Hawkinson's contract is up after yeah. the year is over. You don't want to fall into an Indomitian Sioux situation where you think he's going to stay and he's not. You get rid of him because he's not. TJ Hawkinson is a very good tight end, mm-hmm. but he's not a tier one. He's not a tight end that's going to that's going to make or break a Super Bowl roster.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't think he had Travis Kelsey. He,
1: he's not. He's no. not in that tier. The Lions have decent enough receiving and they have young enough receiving to make up for that. And guess what? The most important thing in football, the most important stock that you have when you are a losing team are draft picks. In this upcoming draft, the Lions have two first and two second round draft picks. You can easily pick up a tight end that's better than TJ Hawkinson. Also, what are the Lions good at? The Lions are good at running the ball and the Lions will be good at throwing the ball because they have a great offensive line. They have a great receiving core. They just have a dog water quarterback whose contract is up at the end of the year. And you can use those draft picks to get you a quarterback that's better than Jerry Goff, even if he's not an all-time great quarterback. So those draft picks just fixed your first biggest option, which your first biggest issue, which is throwing the ball. The Lions' mm. second biggest problem is defense. Yeah, that's right. with Jared Goff going and not having to re-sign Hawkinson, there's nobody else coming up with a big contract. So the Lions just almost freed up $100 million in cap space for this upcoming summer. You can sign defensive players and use the three draft picks that you didn't use on a quarterback in a first and second round to fill out your defense. We need a linebacker. We need a safety. We need multiple corners. You can fill four of those slots easily with money in the draft picks that you have and still have a third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh round draft pick to fill out whatever spots you need on your team. That was an amazing trade by the Lions. And all they gave up was a tight end who might make a couple of Pro Bowls. Maybe.
2: How you How I'm, you I'm, I'm gonna say this after guy, just just before I go. People gotta realize draft picks in the NBA is one thing, but draft picks in the NFL completely different.
1: Mm-hmm. Completely
2: different. One through four In the first four rounds You can get All Pro Bowl player Like talent In the NFL Like the NBA You're only getting So many picks That's gonna really be that deal It's so many less Such a smaller Smaller uh, In in, in
1: NBA Outside of the first 15 picks It's rare that you get an All-Star Right Exactly So Doing what OKC did In football
2: Is magnified Times 20 Times 20 so just, just yeah. to, just to sh- show people what you were saying.
1: And and, and really quick, just uh, the, the Bears are another team that need to fill out their defense. I think they have a solid defense, but they can get younger on defense. And the way they get younger on defense is with one, draft picks. So you gave up a player who I'm not going to say he's easily replaceable, but he can be replaced. And you put a receiver in there who is still a very good receiver and serviceable and has the veteranship to get a very young quarterback the reps that he needs in order to maybe have a breakout and elite season. Once you fill out that offensive line, which would be the Bears number one priority. But once you fill out that offensive line and get you some defensive pieces, the Bears might be a very solid, possibly contending team next season.
0: Hey, just imagine being Chase Slaypool being like, I'm tired of these hills of snow, man. I'm so glad to be getting out of Pittsburgh. Where I'm going? To Chicago. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: that, I, hate that I hate that I mean, I'm probably I'm probably moving to Chicago from Massachusetts. So I mean I feel it, I feel it.
0: that's different, Chris. That's different. That's the di- I mean and, and the fact that you even say the the state Massachusetts and not like a specific city that anybody knows, that means you probably don't want to be where you are. You know, like that's <laughs> uh, just kind of the deal there. It, it makes sense. Chris, which one of these trades or which few of these trades make the most impact to you? Which ones are you looking at like? This team might have just changed their franchise.
2: I'm going to have to go with the Dolphins. Um, mm. That Kareem Hunt pickup might have saved they season because they were on the collision course to have a terrible season when we started off hotter than Fish Creek. I remember that one year, kids. You remember we first started the podcast, right? And I mm-hmm. told you my fantasy lineup. And I was like, bro. I drafted Dak Prescott. He was like, man, Dak Prescott started hotter than Fist Grease, but he gonna sell you at the end. And what happened, Gibbs? I lost in the in the in the Pro Bowl. I lost in the finals. Hey, I told you he was gonna sell you. So I told you. That being said, that being said, uh sorry, I was getting a call. But that being said, uh basically where the where the Dolphins are today is they got a young talent. If They can re-sign Hunt long-term. They got two of the best receivers in the league. And they got a solid running back and a solid young quarterback. So to me,
0: wait, help Hunt? themselves. Oh, no, no. Chub, the Chubb that went to the Dolphins I mean, is Bradley Chubb, the defensive end. No, no, no. But they got the, the running back too, right? They got Hunt?
2: Didn't yeah, they? they got Kareem Hunt. Yeah, they got Kareem Hunt. Oh, my God. I didn't see that. I, I did didn't not either. see that at all.
0: I didn't see what? that. Either. Yeah, they got Hunt. What? No, they didn't. No. No, Hunt, he's still with the Browns. He's still with the Browns. Yeah. Yeah, he's still with the Browns. I yeah, I trust me, we were all looking around for Hunt to get moved, and he did not. He did not. Browns Kareem Hunt stays. And yeah, yeah. They the Dolphins did not get uh Kareem Hunt. You you had us going there.
1: Okay. Even no. even
2: even okay. I swear I thought I saw that. you had us going Chris you had us going. well anyway, anyway my, my second my second one was Chicago just like like uh Guyton said because you finally get Justin Fields some help that he desperately needed starting to he started to step up too you know his last three games he played in he played sensational so it's, mm-hmm. it's getting way better it's getting way better it's getting way better
0: so in the last 20 years there have only been two linebackers with 300 tackles and 30 or more tackles for loss over a two year span do you know who those two linebackers are how many years? In the last 20. I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint that should help you out. Both of them have or will play for the Baltimore Ravens at some point. That should have made this thing way too easy for you.
1: I mean, I, I assume... um I assume... um
0: it was Roquan Smith and Ray Lewis. Y'all disappoint me. Y'all let me down. I was
1: trying to think Roquan Smith's name. I thought you said, I thought you said uh, defensive tackle. No, no, no. Defensive players. Defensive players. Oh, okay, right. okay, 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 defensive okay. Player. okay.
0: If a defensive tackle had 300 tackles over that, two that's years, that's why I was Batman <laughs> would have the greatest contract we have ever seen in the history of, of sports. Forget football. In the history of sports, they'd be signing him to a baseball type deal. But anywho, Um. There's only two. Ray Lewis, Roquan Smith. To me, Roquan Smith does not get his... He doesn't get the love that he deserves only because he plays for a bad Chicago team. After watching the Lions play him twice a year, after watching what he does, after watching how fast he is, how physical he is. Now, don't get me wrong. Yes, he does get eaten up by blockers sometimes, but a linebacker who's going to put up 100-plus tackles and... And it's going to be good in coverage. One of the the Ravens' biggest problems, much love to Patrick Queen. I think he's a baller. I think he's a good thumper. I think he's a good downhill guy. He's a good 3-4 Mike linebacker. That boy can't cover grass. He cannot cover grass. (laughs) So to see that Roquan Smith is now coming over and the Ravens are in the situation, a lot of people don't want to talk about it. That's not a team of the future. That's really not a team of the future. I'm sorry to tell you all this between Lamar's impending contract situation and the fact that Ronnie Stanley is always hurt and the fact that Rashad Bateman is always hurt and the fact that the the, the receivers that they do have right now, none of them are super, super young. The ones that are playing a lot. Right. Mark Andrews ain't going to get no younger. And, and although Mark Andrews is still pretty young as well, but that the fact of the matter still remains. This is not a team that I, I'm looking at Marcus Peters He's getting up there for a corner. He's he's getting up. Humphreys is still young, but still, that's a team that I don't know if that's a team of the future. So you need to go ahead and leverage some things that in the next, this season, in the next year, next two years, three years, maybe, you need to be contending for Super Bowls. And this right here, for a team that's already leading yeah. their division, for a team that's already leading their division to make a play like this, that's one. And my second one, And I'm not just saying this because he's a Wolfpacker, a guy that came one class after me, Naheem Hines to the Buffalo Bills. Boy, what? The Bills' biggest problem is they had nobody out of the backfield who was a big play guy, who was a home run threat. You could drop everybody in coverage and know like, eh, I mean, if we give up five, six, seven yards to Singletary, we'll be okay. And you would live with that. Naheem Hines in that backfield, boy, I tell you what. You think that you go, oh, we'll drop everybody back. We'll be all right. Yeah, all right. That guy, he he was a a sprinter when he came into NC State and, and had football not worked out for him as well as it was, I'm sure he would have went to the Olympics somewhere because that man can fly. So to see that he's going from the Colts team that couldn't figure out what to do with him, what to do with anybody, to a Bills team that's blowing out the rest of the league right now, oh, man, that's tough. That's tough. I think that those two trades, those are mine that are, I'm looking at them and I'm like, hey, these these teams, they're gonna be something to look out for going forward. Now, fellas, the World Series, y'all baseball guys, we're gonna talk some baseball. Yes, sir. It's one apiece. Game one. One of the first teams that were down 5-0 during this season were five, and I want to say it was like what 220 or 120, something crazy like that. Yeah. The Phillies made it six. They get they get a comeback win. The Stros come back to dominate game two. Fellas. What do y'all think is going to happen for game three and the rest of the series? Talk to me.
1: Um, gentlemen. sweep, Houston. Mm. Uh, Reason being is um, Houston came out and hit Philly hard in the mouth game one, and uh, Philly hit back harder, especially with Justin Verlander on the mound. I don't think that's something that Houston was expecting. So um, baseball is a game that's all about adjustments, and we saw that game two that Houston came out and made those proper adjustments to get that easy W. And, oh, I respect Philly's coaching staff, and I think they have the manager to make those proper adjustments. I just don't think that they have the talent to get it done. Um, Houston has too many big playmakers on the offensive and defensive side of the ball for for Philly to get another game, I think. It's a reason that Houston had 20 more wins than Philly, and they're in a tougher division than Philly is.
0: Okay. All right, Chris, talk to me. What do you think is going to happen for the rest of the series, man? Uh, Basically, I think the Astros are going to stop a hole in them. I mean,
2: honestly, mm-hmm. honestly. I mean, it's a reason why Verlander has pitched in three decades of worth of World Series 06, 2012, and now. It's a reason. he's He got Lord. the stuff. I mean, and they have the depth in the bullpen. And in the postseason, the biggest factor in baseball is your depth in the bullpen. The Astros got that. They got the hitters to play for offense and they got the defense. Pitching is defense when you get to the pros. Um, um it, it, it is what it is. It is what it is. It, um, it basically just shows that Philly is a, a couple seasons away. I think they there. They they knocking at the door, but I think they need to fill some of the holes they got. And some of the holes they got is they're hitting depth. They don't have a lot of hitters at the bottom of their lineup, and also their bullpen isn't as solid. They have a decent bullpen, but not as solid as the Astros' bullpen.
0: Okay. All right. Well, just know, if uh, if the Phillies come out to pull this thing off, again, not a baseball guy, don't know a ton about these teams, so I'm not going to give a ton of predictions. But I mean, it's, it's baseball. Just you know, never know. Just I was just about to say, if something yeah. happens crazy, if something happens on some, you know, random isn't little flu-gazy moment, Exactly, I'm a, I'm hundred percent be looking at both of y'all. Like, what happened to the hole that was supposed to be stuck? <laughs> now we've got to our favorite part of the week: the facts and acts of the week. And I'm gonna start this one off because I know I like to talk a lot, but I I I don't want to take up too much time here, so I want to get this one rolling. My fact of the week is K Cunningham is him. I told everybody he starts off slow. But when he gets going, he's going to really get that thing going and rolling. And now look at him. The man is dominating. In the past few games, he's been like 28-8 and eight on like really good efficiency for him on a team that's bad. This that is a bad Pistons team. Let's be honest. Honestly, I don't know why Beef is getting as many minutes as he is. during is your guy. That's your
1: center. I don't know why we're still playing yeah, this game. Yeah. <laughs> One thing <laughs> I can say about team. that Pistons team is – for uh, some young players, they finish around the rim with a lot of strength, like a lot more than I was expecting. They, I thought they were going to be a predominantly outside. That's shooting Casey team.
2: though. You got to remember Casey with Toronto. That's what he did. That's what he Yeah, those did. Those, those young Finishing guys around with yeah. smaller guys, tough. That's what Casey. You know, that's what he works on. Kyle Lowry, DeRozan, they not. Well, DeRozan not short, but he's not a big guy. You know, he right. finishes him yeah. harder than anybody.
0: So, yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I, I told everybody K was going to be, oh, he's staying th- he up so slow. Oh, he looks so slappy out there. Don't worry about it. He'll get rolling. And now look at him. All it took was like four five games to get him rolling, too. It took shorter than I thought. I thought it was going to take him a solid 10, 15 before he went, got rolling for real. This is even better than I expected. And my act of the week is – give me just a second here. My act of the week is – is that uh Lamar Jackson was a quote unquote three game wonder or that Lamar has fallen off after his hot start Lamar Jackson has the fifth best QBR in the NFL What are we doing What are we why is it that he is the only player that's like he gets no grace for like hey you have a bad game here and there bro we we know what you do we know how you get down The you man has answer even, that. but Yeah that's facts that's fine. Okay, <laughs> we know. We know. The man has a unanimous MVP, and is, and everybody's just like, "Hey, bro, we don't know. We don't know what you want from us. Like, we we just don't know." I'm sorry to tell you, we what What do you want from us? Okay, I don't understand it. It, it is absolutely ridiculous to me. Uh, fourth most passing touchdowns in the league. I again. I don't understand it. And all the guys who throw, have thrown more touchdowns than him have the same, basically, the same amount of picks or the same amount of picks as him. Like this man has been going out there, and none of them have been asked to carry the load in the running game the same way that he has, except Josh Allen. And people talk about Josh Allen like like he's the second coming of God. Like this is Clark Kent amongst us. And yet Lamar, oh my God, he he's a three game wonder. He fell up. You will add the three to the 16 that got an MVP. So I guess he's a 19 game wonder, which right. I, I think that's a lot more fitting. I think a 19 game wonder would be a lot more fitting because I mean, if we, if we gonna say he fell off and can't do nothing. Sure. Let's do that, but let's at least be fair with it. Cause again, the man has shown up. He has shown out. He has, uh, he, again, at the end of the day, when you look at what he does and how he does it, it's, it's hard for me to imagine a world where I'm saying to myself, Oh, yeah, his weapons, there's no way that he shouldn't be doing what he's doing. What weapons? Outside of Mark Andrews, who are the weapons? Who are the guys? J.K. Dobbins? Rashad Bateman? Who's out again, by the way? Rashad Bateman out again, yeah. by the way. DuVernay, a return specialist? Who's the guy? Who's Who Who are the weapons?
1: I mean, I just think you gotta, Baltimore has the worst receiving court in the NFL.
0: I I would still say it's the Giants, but the Giants are at least winning games. So I mean, hey man, it's the hard Giants' to...
1: receivers going crazy with those little those little three yard out routes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <man. laughs> They're three yard hey. out route you to death, boy. Hey man, hey man. Again, all, all
0: I'm saying is this: you got on the Dolphins sweater right now, and we saw the difference between what Tua was before and all of a sudden you get him one of the fastest players in the draft in Jalen Waddle and you get him one of the best receivers in the league in Tyreek Hill and all of a sudden he looks like a freak of nature. That's what happens when you get good quarterbacks, good receivers. Josh Allen, everybody thought, uh, oh, raw, mid, underdeveloped. Then this Diggs character came and he got really good. Lamar has little to nothing and is still out here balling out. Lamar, again, take away any top quarterback's receiver core and give them the Ravens and see what happens. That's my fact and act of the week. Chris, what you got? My fact of the week
2: is simple. It's very simple. Very, very, very simple. The East is wide open. The East is wide Mm. open. It's five teams, I could say, that look like Eastern Conference champions this year. The East is Wide open, Cleveland looks good. The Bucks look good as always. The Sixers are turning it back around. The Celtics look good. And lastly, uh, hey, I'm drawing a blank. Who did I just run up there? I? I wrote it down. And lastly, the Hawks look good. That's five teams that all can potentially come out the east. You got Nate, all that Nate McMillan with Atlanta. You got all Dot Rivers looked like he was going to get fired, but then Harden and Beast started learning how to hoop together again. They they even up their record. Cleveland just looks like they're a well oiled machine. You got Karis LaVert dropping 40 off the
1: bench. This might sound crazy. Could we possibly see uh, a Donovan Mitchell be an MVP candidate?
0: No, that's not crazy. That's not crazy. I was just about to say, that's if not
1: crazy. He, he, he look. if I had to end the season right now, I might give Donovan Mitchell MVP. It, thank God that we
0: don't end the season after seven games.
1: But I get that. I get that. That's, you're
0: absolutely right. He's he's I'll tell you what, early season in terms of like MVP voting and all that, he's definitely one of those guys that if, if it did end the day, he would have to be in that consideration. He'd have to be in those talks. So what's your act, Chris? My
2: act of the week. And y'all ain't gonna like this. Y'all ain't gonna like this. The Pelicans is faking y'all out. The Pelicans are faking y'all out. They look decent. and They got all that Willie Green over there. But they are faking y'all out.
0: They're Be frauds prepared. is what you're saying.
2: Be prepared for Zion to miss the time. Be prepared for that team to, to experience a rough patch. Be prepared. That's all I'm going to
0: say on that. Hey, you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? I... That that Pelicans team is four and two. They're in fifth place right now, and I I'm gonna tell you this: I've never believed in them to be like a really really good team. But I think four or five was about their ceiling. I I think that that's about like everything goes well for them. You know, they really have a good season. I I think that that's about their ceiling. So I, you know, I, I I get where you're going. though. I get where you're going. Though, Josh, talk to me.
1: What's what's the fact and what's the act? I'm gonna take it over to combat sports. Uh, fact of the week Jake Paul is him and I don't mean that I don't mean that in the terms of he's a world class boxer I don't mean that in terms of him being uh, an, an elite striker I mean that in terms of he has manipulated the market of boxing to such a degree that we're not going to see him lose we're going to see him beat notable name after notable name and I said this on a podcast maybe a year ago. The money is too long. If Jake Paul hits up Anderson Silva and says, yo, here's go, $3 million. Go ahead and take this L real quick. You think Anderson Silva turning that down? I would hope so. I don't think there's a lot of athletes in the world that's turning that down. I don't know to what degree that Anderson Silva manages money, but Anderson Silva was a world champion in 2011. And we know UFC don't pay their fighters well. Yeah, that's any, right. any any UFC fighters that have a reach, you know, elite financial status has been off of endorsements, has been outside of the sport.
0: Has been being in movies like Chuck Liddell. Yeah. At the height of his powers, he was in everything, bro. Every time <laughs> he was. it was a boxer, or a security guard, you'll see that cut. You'll see that uh-huh. little patch. Hey man, you can't get in. Chuck, what are you doing in this movie?
1: Yep. So, look, every, every, every washed-up fighter that got a notable name, you my favorite fighter ever. You might see Jake Paul versus Rampage Jackson. Hey, man, stop playing. Go ahead and stop throw playing. a couple of million. Jake Paul going to keep winning those fights. And I can't oh, be mad at the hustle. I'm, I am. I'm disgusted by the hustle.
0: <laughs> not, not on his end, but, like, those fighters, bro. Why are you taking a dive to Jake Paul? Like, collect the bread and just book him. The- just collect the bag, whoop him, and go on about your way. And just be like, hey, bro, you're
1: not one of us. Sorry. There might be a couple of million extra bonus to take that ale. Hate it for him. Hate it. Absolutely uh, hate it for him. My act of the week is that Russell Westbrook off the bench is not going to solve the Lakers' problems. Yes, it looked good against Denver. Yes, they got their first win. Yes, it's going to be a lot better for their team than having Westbrook start. However... It doesn't fix the issue that the Lakers have. The Lakers aren't not going to make the playoffs because they, you know, because Russell Westbrook's going to start a lineup. They one can't guard the pick and roll and they two can't shoot the ball at a decent clip and basketball in 2022. That's all teams looking to do. (laughs) Pull up from three and do a pick and roll. And if the Lakers can't defend that on defense, they're not going to be able to keep up offensively with most elite teams in the, in the NBA, then it's, it's, that, that's it. Man, the
0: Lakers was plus 18 with Russ on the floor coming off the bench against the Nuggets, dog. That's I'm sorry that. to tell you. I'm sorry to tell you. Him off the bench solves a lot of problems because, let's be honest, the reason that them not shooting threes well is a problem. Well, it's, there's two main reasons. Number one, You're clogging up the lane for one of the greatest players of all time, my personal goat, LeBron James. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, regardless of how good LeBron gets at all the other stuff, until that man decides to hang it up, he's going to be good at attacking the basket. However, it's much harder when, you know, there's no shooting going on. So everybody gets to collapse and, you know, strip at the ball and build a wall at the rim, all that good stuff. But the other reason that that team not shooting well is a problem is because you play to score points. And if you cannot shoot well, you're having a problem scoring points. Russell Westbrook coming off the bench and absolutely dominating for every second that he's on court with the twos, that solves the scoring problem just a little bit. Of course, you still need the threes. Three is always going to be more than two. We know basic math here, right? Quick maths. But with that (laughs) being said, him coming off the bench, I mean, again, it... It's not only that, but it shows a level of selflessness that I think this team needs. I think this team needs to look at Anthony Davis and say, hey, man, you had to be a five a lot, period. You had to be a five. You had to be a lot of five. And guess what? I don't care if you're uncomfortable. That man was crying and throwing up when we told him to come off the bench. And now look at him. When you buy in, everything's going to be all right. And I, also, I'm sorry, but I want to, I, I hate to do this, but I want to drop a second at the Warriors Wait. are three. And f- the Warriors are three or four. The Lakers are one and five. The Warriors have not beat nobody. Have decent, and everybody is like the sky is falling for the Lakers. But the Warriors, oh, they finna repeat. <laughs> What's going on? What is the truth here? No, what is um, the truth?
1: I've seen every one of the Warriors games except uh, the the end of that game they lost against the Pistons. I'm not entirely sure. I think the Warriors have hit that level as a team. We see teams like this, uh, like this before in basketball. And it comes back to bite them every time where they feel like they have a switch they can hit. Like, all right, let's go ahead and go out there and win the game. Because Steve Kerr has been really experimental with these rotations and the, the lineups they've been putting on the floor in the second half of these games have been extremely poor. I mean, I've seen them run Wiseman and Looney on the floor at the same time with three point guards. I've seen them run, uh, I forget. I forget the uh, young guy that they picked up the backup stuff, but I seen him run him. Moody? Even, no, not Moody. Moody backs up Clay. Oh, okay. well, Moody backs up Pool. Backs up Clay and Moody backs up Pool. Okay. okay, it's this um, uh, foreign kid. I forget his name. Got the mm. um, yeah, but he he's on the floor. Moody's on the floor, and um, they got Wiggins operating the offense. I don't know like if this is an experimental thing or they're trying to get the young guys confidence up for later in the year, but they've been giving those young guys a lot of minutes. That when you get down to three, four minutes in a game is tighter, they're down 10 like they were against the Pistons. That's when they'd be like, all right, clay, Steph pool, get back on the floor and go ahead and make a bunch of threes. So I'm not entirely sure what it is. And I think it might come back to bite them in the end, but they've been really experimental. And I think they're trying to get the young guys confidence up that missed most of last season, like Moody, uh, Wiseman missed a lot of last season. Kaminga missed a lot of last season. So I don't know if that's a ploy to you know try to get their confidence up, but it's 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 not been a good look. Can I can I
0: say one more thing before we get out of here? And then we we gonna get it rolling. Who's you you
1: on? still sold on that Clippers of one
0: seed deal? You still sold? I said if healthy. I knew that was coming. I'm just asking. Hey, did y'all I'm see just this? Did
1: y'all see this? They asked Kawhi, "How did he feel about the Lakers Warriors game?" And Kawhi was like, "I don't watch basketball, bro." Mm. <laughs> mm.
0: Why, silly, bro? Come on. I feel like I feel like uh, I feel like the the little kid that they showed was their internet uh, nephew, Gavin. I feel Gavin. like Gavin. I need my hot cocoa because I feel very excited about this. If happened, I told him. Again, saying if healthy is like saying Genghis Khan is a good man if you don't consider him conquering like a good portion of the <laughs> earth. Like that's a that's a huge if. True. true. That is a massive if. That is uh, this again did those Clippers. I've told y'all all along. I told y'all when everybody was showing them love and big them up before the season. Them boys is frauds. And the fact that everybody was believing that John Wall going there was going to be the difference, that's what told me, we're not being serious about this year's NBA Cup. We're not. We're just not. <laughs> right. No disrespect to John Wall. I'm not knocking him at all. I think that he was good enough to be playing big minutes with the Rockets, for sure. Absolutely. Do I think he's good enough that, oh, he's on your team now. You're looking at a one seed from, what were they last year, five, six? Uh, I think they were
1: the fifth seed. He's not good enough to make your team go from a five to a one. He's just Although a, John Ward does look a lot better than I anticipated, he, does, he looks a lot better does, than I thought he would be. He looks
0: he looks really really good. He looks at about what I thought because I was always high on him. I knew when he was I on mean, the bench he with was, the Rockets, he didn't look bad when he played for the Rockies. Almost, but I but I knew when that he was, was on the two bench seasons with the of
1: basketball ago.
0: That's what I'm saying. I knew when he was on the bench with the Rockets. I said the Rockets are not trying to win because there there's no way you could tell me the guard play that I'm seeing is better than what John Wall can do. There's not a world. Where that's um, that's the case. I think I think John Wall dropped 50 this year at one point. I hey, I agree with the way the NBA is now, and he's developed a yeah. shot that we had not seen before. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But John Wall wasn't gonna be the problem. I told everybody, y'all believe in that little quiet board man gets paid guy a lot? <laughs> y'all think. <laughs> Y'all think that the guy Oh he's quirky He brings apples To a steakhouse Oh Yeah Oh Uncle What's the uncle name Is it Uncle Dennis Is it Uncle Yeah Uncle Uncle Dennis Uncle Oh him and Uncle Dennis They're gonna be Oh They're gonna be Hmm Isn't this interesting isn't this interesting, guys? <laughs> Isn't this really interesting? I just—I personally think it's really interesting. I don't know. Everybody doesn't have to agree with me here. I just think it's super funny. I just because the Clippers are another team down there, three and four, that nobody is saying, "Hey, we might have been wrong. This is not a one-seed team. Kawhi's hurt again. This is not a one-seed team. You think Paul George can lead a one-seed? Mmm, good for not y'all. Good for y'all. Anywho. We know y'all tired of us talking about uh the the one seeds, the two C's, the seedless apples, all that good stuff. But come on back next week and the week after that, and the week after that. Peace and love, y'all.
1: Yeah.